0: And that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today.
1: So this podcast is brought to you by Zana. And Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes.
0: Hey guys, this is Sean and Allison with the Authentic Dentist podcast. Uh, and today we, we really are excited to share, um, again, more about just the hope and the humanity um, that's at the heart of dentistry. You know, you're, you're thinking about all the requirements, all the changes, PPE costs rising, overhead costs, how to survive in this new normal. And we just kind of want to take a step back and kind of remember why it is you got into dentistry and reconnect to that passion, that love, because more than ever now, that's what you need to do so that you can keep getting through these times.
1: Yeah, I, I think there's just so much unrest in the world. There's so much tension. We're just in survival mode, and we're not at our best at survival mode. At the moment, the world the world really needs us to be doctors, really needs us to be at our best. And so we need to find that. Where is our highest self?
0: And that's because it is easy as you're doing business, whether it's just business as usual or in a time like this where everything is changing at such a frantic pace, to again get so caught up in, you. you have to check the boxes to make sure that you're following protocols. To, to make sure that you're, you're doing everything right with patients when they come in, uh, uh, to make sure that you're in compliance, that it's easy to overlook not just the heart of your patient, but what's going on inside, right? And maybe you don't even want to connect with it because it's, it's scary, it's messy, it's overwhelming. But, man, like kind of rediscovering why you got into dentistry and your love for dentistry, that's going to be refreshing right now.
1: You know, I think when we first went back five weeks ago, it was so much thinking just to put the protocols in place. And then you get better at it, and you almost on autopilot as I try and navigate this. But my patients don't want me to be on autopilot, and especially right now. They need to be heard. And so I, I like to come back and think, okay, why did I become a dentist in the first place? I mean, what is it that drew me to dentistry? And I do love to work with my hands. I like science and math, but the big thing was the relationships. My dentist as a child had relationships with his patients, and that's what I wanted. That's why I built my private practice because I wanted relationships. So, losing that well it just makes it all even worse. And I missed it. That 6 weeks where I didn't have patients, I really miss that relationship I had.
0: I mean, the funny thing is right now I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, okay, from like a what's best for you, it makes sense to connect to the heart of this, to, to your meaning, to your why for, for passion. But just from a business perspective, like it, we're not talking about how to survive and, and thrive right now as like a business best practice but a business best practice is to show up and to connect and to have better engagement with your patients because even what they're going through like you said everyone is man the pandemic has just devastated our our nation and and how people are responding we don't know but i'm guessing anxiety's through the roof stress is through the roof and how people handle that it's different And maybe people feel misunderstood, not seen, not known. And like you said, you have a chance to to make them feel known.
1: We have a chance to make people feel known. And, you know, it is about your practice thriving and surviving because when you listen to people, you can help fill things that they need. And a lot of the things that you have as as a dentist, we're fulfilling them. Just information. But I think... I, I have noticed when I walk in the room, I just, I set back my six feet and I take off my mask and I just say, how you doing? And the floodgates open just so much, so much. And people need it. They need to be seen. They haven't been seen. They've been at home. Um, lots of bad habits that are affecting their health. So I might be the first health professional they've seen in a long time. And they just need to talk and connect and they don't want me to sell anything to them, but they do want me to make recommendations about how, how can they be healthier? How can I get them to a point where they feel normal again?
0: So you're recognizing right now more than ever in your practice. um, I don't know that the challenge you place on yourself to really push beyond even what you were great at with listening and, and like, try to go even further of like really hearing what it is that they're saying, what it is that maybe they're not saying, but they're communicating through what they're not saying.
1: Even if you get somebody who's on a political rant, and maybe it's a political rant you totally disagree with. If you can step back and just say something to the effect of, wow, I hear you're really angry or I hear you're really afraid. Is there something else going on with you? Because you want to keep moving it back to to them and what's happening to them. Because what's happening in the world is alarming and disturbing. And there's nothing that we as an individual can do except see people for who they really are.
0: Acknowledge their humanity. Acknowledge the struggle that we're all caught up in right now. Um, you're right. And just let people know that they're they're seen. And, and that, that's what I think is crazy, though. Is that what I'm saying is like that is an awesome business strategy but we're not coming at it from that's a great business strategy it's just great for i don't know it's i don't want to say it's like the right thing to do but it's like not only does it make you feel fulfilled because it's getting you to reconnect with this is what i was missing i was missing the connection with my patients just that authentic care of "I, i care about you not just your oral health i care about you
1: and really, that's how you grow your practice, but it's how you grow yourself, too. You know, everything, as the leader of the team, as a leader in your community, it all starts with you. And so you've, you've got to find your spark, your happiness, and you can't just sit there and live in fear anymore. So what is it that makes you feel like you're contributing, like you're an important piece of this? And for me, it is relationship and the listening. Um, It may be what the beautiful dentistry that you do. You may be really good with your hands and that's fine, but you need to find it. What is that makes you happy and then bring your happiness back to work because it's gone. It's gone for most people.
0: So you mentioned um, things have changed in the sense that maybe there's habits uh, that have started in some of your patients just because of, again, just the chaos of the crisis. Um, Like what are some of the things that you've noticed that you're having to listen or pay attention to that that isn't just the way it was three, four months ago?
1: I think there's, there's a thing about the doorknob question that patients don't want to say anything until you grab the doorknob and you're about to walk out and then they'll just like spill something embarrassing where you have to turn around and go, wait, what?
0: <laughs> Back up.
1: <laughs> but if you give space and allow people to just talk and you listen without looking at your watch, without feeling like you have to get up, and in today's world, I seem to have a little more time because I have to. They will tell you everything. So I had this patient that came in, and I did all this dental work 10 years ago, and it's destroyed. It's destroyed. There's just decay everywhere. And then my little dental brain goes, oh, my God, I did a terrible job. I've made it so even worse happened. And instead of like making him embarrassed or saying anything, I just asked him, how you doing? What's been happening? And he told me he was um, drinking wine for breakfast.
0: <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere, right?
1: And my job is not to judge him or to admonish him. My job was to listen. Why? Why? What's happened? Did you always do this? You know, do you, th- do you think there's a problem? And usually people tell you, oh, of course not. There's not a problem. But if you've said it, they'll think about it. Mm-hmm. You, it doesn't have to be that moment of recognition. They're going to think about it because you said it as an authority figure. And you just listen. The stress is really hard on him. He hasn't been brushing his teeth. He's out of his routine. There's margaritas at noon on his conference calls. So lots of bad things have been happening in the last 10 weeks for him. And it's reflected in his mouth. We have lots to do, but I needed to hear all of that. Otherwise, I was just sitting there going, "I did bad dentistry. What on earth?" (laughs) But his life is crumbling around him, and I needed to hear that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that is that is absolutely uh, powerful, and it's it's great that you didn't kind of express that kind of judgment because all that would do is just shut people down. You know, people don't need to be told that the way that they're handling stress right now. I don't know, it it is bad. (laughs) Like, Like, it's just, we need to move forward together with the current challenges.
1: But even in ourselves, it's hard to identify, okay, what's, what is so wrong at the moment? And there's so much that's so wrong because you're looking outside. But if you look at you, you know, that part of it is your routine has been really changed. Well, patients too. And we as dentists are probably still brushing and flossing our teeth every night and every morning. But that may have fallen out of their routine. They may have a different job. They may be sitting in front of their desk drinking soda, maybe not wine, um, or maybe they're grinding the heck out of their teeth and they're breaking things. Their lives have changed, and they don't know why something is happening. So you got you to gotta listen. What is it that's changed in your life that you can fix? And they'll tell you what it is, and then the light will go on for them. If you tell them what it is, it won't help them.
0: So it's like this, um, <clears throat> almost like helping them You're like guiding them in this process of like kind of like discovery.
1: Of how can they be their best selves too. And you had a great story about a friend that went to the gym that I I thought was very relevant to this.
0: Yeah. I mean, so here a friend of mine goes to the gym um, to join. So it's to start a new membership. And obviously if you're heading to a, a gym, it's because you have a certain set of things that you're wanting to get done. (laughs) Like you're driving to the gym. Someone else isn't taking you there and making you go. And this individual went to the gym. And then right after they kind of got past the initial, like kind of like sign up, they get bombarded with a, like a personal trainer that just started, I don't know, kind of being maybe a little invasive with the, the questioning. And somehow there was no connection. And my friend felt, Um, misunderstood, uh, offended. Like, it was this terrible experience where the trainer, I don't know, I I guess it's even hard to to know where where it went wrong.
1: Well, I mean, we've all been shut down for a while, so I know there's probably some high pressure where you feel like you need to make the sale, and that's probably what happened there. You need to make the sale. Mm -hmm. But you don't make the sale by telling people, my goodness, you look terrible. <laughs> Everything you're doing is wrong. And I am the expert.
0: Right. They insulted her diet. They insulted her, her own health routine, you know, almost out of this way of saying, well, clearly what you're doing isn't working. So you need us. And it just was the wrong. The whole experience was just rubbed uh, my friend the wrong way, which was really sad because she was there because she wanted to take a step in the direction of bettering herself And they could have been a great fit for helping her accomplish that goal. But instead, they just completely missed it, you know?
1: So when you told that story, all I could think about was dentistry. Because we do that. We just go in and list all the things you've done wrong. (laughs) And that doesn't empower your patient. Your patient came in and they took the first step. Or maybe they just came in because it was their six-month checkup. But there's so much going on. And the only way to to get them where they want to go, the only way that your friend was going to get healthy maybe was to hire the trainer and to learn what she needed to do. But she needed to, to be guided to that. She needed to make that decision rather than have it pushed on her.
0: Well, and that's the crazy thing. Like, objectively, we would both agree that was probably the right answer. It was the right solution for her um, best course of, you know, care for her health. But... In the relating to another person, in the listening, in the communicating, in the humanity aspect of just understanding someone and seeking to understand, somehow that's where the salesperson or whatever happened in that dynamic, it just utterly failed. Which was sad because it hurts the gym and it hurts my friend, where it could have been a good fit, where it was a win-win, help the gym out, they get a new member helps my friend out, feels empowered that she's moving toward her health goals. Instead, it ended up being something that was a lose-lose for both parties. You know, and, and we're wanting to make sure that as dentists that that's not happening. And I feel like there's probably more of a challenge now, like what you're saying, because nothing's normal with what your patient's going through. what What is their expectations? What are, what are they wanting when they're coming to your practice? How are they wanting to be understood? How are they wanting to be taken care of? What are their what are their goals? Like there's just so much to know and understand that, yeah, it's, it's definitely a challenge what you as a dentist have to be able to do to be able to deliver great dentistry.
1: We've also been talking about um, just in other podcasts and all dentists about this infection control fee and insurance and how people don't value us. Well, how do you create value You create value by listening and solving a problem that the patient wanted you to solve. And that's what happened with your friend. She walked into the gym. She had a problem. She wanted it solved. She wanted to be healthier. But if she doesn't get taken care of and listened to and seen for who she really is, then even if she bought the sessions, she kind of resents it every time she makes the payment. Where if she was like, oh, I really want this, then it's like a joy to make the payment and and that's what you want you wanted to, to create the value this is this is what i can do and i want you to to know how it benefited you and i want you to want it
0: yeah and i think part of the maybe the the approach that could have been improved is that i don't think they really did lead with questions like when you're leading with really seeking to understand not be understood because it's not like you're like oh you need to understand how great our gym is no 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 I need to understand how our gym can best serve you, but I don't know that until I start figuring out why are you here, you know? And I was just being, you know, honest with you, Dr. House, about how I have never been good at flossing. Um, and if someone didn't ask me why, they'd never discover, it's just because I don't like, you know, the the tactile, like holding the floss. And maybe you have a little flosser and you say, well, that, that should alleviate it. I still just don't like the smell of having whatever's in my mouth kind of like in front of my nose when the floss keeps coming out. Like as weird as that is, call me OCD, I just didn't like it. So if someone would have discovered that, they would be like, oh, why don't you just try a water pick? Well, finally, I've tried a water pick, and I love it. But like, if someone was just going to tell me the science of why flossing is really good for you, it's not that I knew it wasn't good for me. It's just somehow... um unless they discover that and help me kind of talk about it and discover it, you, you could just tell me all you want. It's the right thing to do. And I'd be like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, But people are odd creatures, you know?
1: But once you gave that information, Hey, this is why I don't like it. And I don't know if the water pick was maybe the best solution, but it was your solution. My job as the dentist though, is to come up with solutions for you. Right. And I have this wealth of information that could have given you options because if you already know the why, then you just needed to know the how. But unless I know that I'm still focused on the why.
0: Well, so I talked to a lot of um, guys that um, I know whether it's in my church or just some of the social circles I'm in and, and they're single and I can tell they, they're wanting to work on like their body in some ways, you know, it's something us guys talk about. So I'm like, uh, do you, are you working out right now? And they're like, well, I have in the past, but I didn't stick with it. And most of the time when someone doesn't stick with it, it's because, again, what their original expectation was. And then when it ends up happening, it's not aligned. So they get disillusioned, right? So most of the time I'm talking to people and I'm like, if you just go into a workout routine um, and you just start working on your whole body in a very even way, the things that you're strong at are going to stay strong and the things that you're weak at are are gonna kind of stay weak because you're just I don't know, you're not strategically doing it. I'm like, if you don't have a lot of time because you're really busy, there's something you can just do for 30 minutes to work on certain areas that you're wanting and you're gonna look great. Like you're gonna get the if the payoff, if if what you're wanting is just to look better, I can help you with that. If you're playing basketball with the guys at the gym and you your stamina's down and you can't keep up in the fourth quarter, It's a totally different assessment for what solution I'm going to come up with because it's not about vanity. It's about you need better conditioning. Like It's a totally different prescription. So, yeah, like you're talking to someone, and until you really understand what is it you're wanting, why are you wanting it, how are you going to give them a prescription? Because I can't tell you, do these 10 exercises every night, and you'll get what you want.
1: And the the terrible piece is, so you gave them the exercises to – look great but what they really wanted was to be able to dunk that basketball right so now they've gone through a lot of pain and effort and time and at the end they didn't get what they wanted and it's cuz you didn't ask the question well that happens everywhere if and and the patient can't always tell articulate what it is they want so you have to get there and really all you have to do is listen cuz you can figure out what is it what's important here some people They'll come in and they'll tell you, oh, my stomach hurts all the time. I'm dealing with some major, major stomach issues. And if they connect the dots and say, well, I know that you lost your four back molars last year. When did this start? Okay. I didn't give a solution. I just put the, the thought in. And they may have to go home and think about this. Is this part of what's happened? When did this occur? But if they put those pieces together, all of a sudden they're very motivated to replace those four molars. I didn't have to really sell I just had to say, it's possible, and this could be the solution. But if I had made that recommendation without that piece, that they had the stomach issues, they would have almost resented it.
0: You're, no, no, totally. And, and the only reason you found that out is because they were open to, to share. And it's like, right off the bat, you were telling me, it's about, first off, creating a, a safe place, an environment where they know it's okay for them to, to be honest. And all of everyone, you know, in healthcare wants to make sure that they can be a trusted professional, like trust is the foundation of that relationship. But yet when you don't have that posture of seeking to understand, it's like people can tell, even if it's like subconscious, it's like, no one likes feeling like they're being sold. No one likes feeling like they're going through some, I don't know, almost like automated checklist, just like of a questionnaire that's detached from like, but I'm different. Like, I have different needs, I have different fears, I'm unique. And when you're seeking to understand, you validate all of that, all of that, you know?
1: And especially in our current climate, when people are forced to wear masks so you can't see their expression, when we have rioting, when we have so many things that are dividing us, people want you to understand them. And in fact, it's crucial for our whole world that we seek to understand it's a great business strategy, and it personally fulfills you. I mean, it's just a win-win all over the place where you listen. And again, you don't have to listen to the political rant. You don't have to listen to the patient that told me we were about to have the rapture. That, that wasn't what I needed to hear from him. I needed to know, okay, so what's happening? Are you staying up all night? Oh, okay, are you taking any medications? Oh, okay, okay. Now I'm a little concerned about you. So I want you to go home and go to bed and call me after you've slept eight hours and we'll talk again. And all of a sudden his thinking was a little more clear. But all I had to do was tell him to go to bed. (laughs) And did he know that? Of course he knew that. But when I said it, yeah, suddenly things were clear. And it wasn't that he was crazy. It was just that he hadn't slept in a month. And he just had finally just created such a big story in his mind.
0: It's funny though that you just said the, the mask thing. I was in Costco the other day wearing a mask and I realized I'm smiling like at people just like, yeah, I smile. And then I looked at myself in the car, like mirror, like smiling and my eyes didn't look happy at all. <laughs> I was like, did I just seriously go through Costco, like smiling at people like my usual self, but I could have been just giving this look of like, I don't like you. And I'm not used to that. Like I, I didn't recognize what a mask can hide.
1: And we in dentistry know how important it is to have your smile. So to have your smile covered hurts your connection with people. Totally. And that doesn't mean you you don't have to wear the mask. You do in lots of situations. But it is taking away a piece of our humanity. And we dentists know this. It's a big piece.
0: Which is why we're just encouraging people more than ever, like to focus again on the humanity of dentistry, the humanity of why you got into dentistry, remembering the difference that you wanted to make, the dreams that you had. You know, and it's so great to connect those dreams from your past and bring them into now just to kind of recenter, realign, and then also think about where you're wanting to go. Like, where where do you want your practice to look like in the next four or five years?
1: That's been a weird thing because I do have dreams for my practice, but I'm almost afraid to hope right now. It's, I don't know what's going to happen next am I going to be shut down again? I don't know. The zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, there's so much uncertainty. It's like, it's not the same as like, yeah, Hey, I know. Um, it's kind of like before the housing crash in 2008. You know, if you were in real estate in 2004, 2005, 2006, you could just keep your dreaming, your goals. We're just going to keep, you know, flipping houses. And, and then all of a sudden everything just collapses. And it's like, well, will it ever be the same? What's the new normal? going to look like
1: and there was a new normal but that didn't mean that you had to not have dreams anymore yeah i think you always have to plan for the worst you know save your money put money in your 401k do the things you need to do but you also need to hope for the best and the hope has been squashed right now so i do think that's that is one of our big messages today come back to who you were why you came into dentistry what is it you love and take a deep breath and, and look for hope. There There is going to be a future. I don't know what it's going to look like, but people can't go without us. So, yeah, keep those things in mind.
0: Also, we do have a course that's coming up. Um, we're releasing it probably, what, we're finishing in July, so we're going to release it in August?
1: I think that's our plan. Yes, we're working on it. And Sean and I have had a really good talk about this course, and... We've decided that there are three major pieces, and everyone always starts with the piece about grow your practice. How do you grow your practice? You invest in your practice. Well, I think we believe that the first thing you do is you invest in yourself. You invest in who you are, what your mission is, what's important to you. The second course is about team. Invest in your team and what you want your practice to look like. And then your practice gets to grow and be amazing. But you can't start with three. You can't even start with team. You have to start with you because you're the leader. Yeah, it's And the, the first course the, is about leader.
0: From the inside out, it's exactly what we're going to be sharing about. Your authentic self, finding that, and then how that um, kind of impacts the culture that you're going to have with your team. And all of that is naturally going to impact the growth of your practice. Um, but we're just... We're excited that that is uh, in development and that is coming around the corner, and we are on the record saying that it should be ready in August.
1: We're on the record, Sean.
0: So, yes, uh, today, message of hope. Um, Just reconnect to, again, your love of dentistry, and as Allison's been encouraging you, um, listen and really seek to understand when you're there with your patient because that is what they need more than ever. (laughs) ¶¶ Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success Express yourself fully, live authentic.